Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk, and... And me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash. And this week, it's the second of our episodes celebrating the best albums of the year, the year being 2018. And as we're kind of quite away into December now, Dan, are you feeling festive yet? I am, yes. And not so much as you, I don't think. You've... You received one of those gin advent calendars this year, didn't you? I'm not so sure it's a good idea to have the bottle in the morning, as you would with the chocolate ones. Well, and I'd forgotten about the first week, so I had them all in one in one go, like so, you would a chocolate advent calendar yeah, if you're catching up. That's a nice treat. The gin thing comes with other complications, I think. Um, well, my day at work flew by. <laughs> the drive there, a bit hazy. <laughs> So yes, it, I'm feeling festive. Thank you, Will. Good. That's you... good. That's, yes, and recovered from the whole Christmas tree delivery thing. And the Christmas tree is now up. It's fully it's... decorated, and it looks absolutely beautiful. It's lovely. Uh, it's just missing a share Dancing Queen bauble, which, as we discussed last week, they're sold out. They're sold out. You can't get start. one. I'm going to make you one. Uh, can you not? <laughs> Paper Chase do some lovely ones this year. Yes, I'll get you a, an avocado. Uh, thank you very much. Just don't get me a aubergine. Right. Yes. So we're here today to talk about our next selection for one of our albums of the year. And we're going to talk about Always Ascending by Franz Ferdinand. Dan, I asked you this last week about Cher, but why this album for a favourite of the year? Well, I think we've both been... Franz Ferdinand fans since before we even knew each other. Uh, big fan of their sound. It's kind of, they've, they've remained relevant, but they've all kind of been, the last couple of albums arguably been a little bit more under the radar. This returned them to certainly the forefront of our minds with an absolute bang. It's fantastically produced. It's um, some great songwriting. And it's, I think we'll find out a little bit more later, but I think this might be all killer, no filler. It's a, it's a strong album. I love how they've evolved to to suit the the era that they're in. This was a brilliant return for them, yeah. and we were in complete agreement. Yes, we were, we were aligned that this was a an album of the year. Not that we've had blazing rows about the others. So Franz Ferdinand, Scottish indie rock band. This was their fifth studio album. It was released back in February. And uh, following on from their album pre- four years previously, which was Right Thoughts, Right Words, Right Action. And it's also the first to feature a new member. Yes. Julian. There was, of course, an album that came a couple of years ago, FFS, which is the partnership of Franz Ferdinand and Sparks. Maybe we'll hear more from them in the future. But I think for me, it was great to get Franz Ferdinand back to the roots of, of, their, of their music in, as you said, a more modern environment. And I saw them live this year. I don't think you were with me. Awkwardly, I was. You were? At Brixton Academy. Yeah. Remember? We went together. <laughs> no. not You were with me. I was with you. Um, with a, a couple of other of our friends. Uh, I think I was thinking of another gig at the Brixton Academy this year. Uh, it wasn't as good. Better company. I uh, went to see Hertz. Oh, yes. I wasn't there for that, unfortunately. No. Pride commitments. And uh, I managed to have get someone coming along with me at short notice. Mm. Uh, hello, Jim, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk about Hurt later on in December, so we'll, we won't 
do anything further with that today. Let's get stuck straight into this little madam. <laughs> What a start. Uh, yeah, uh, incredible. Stunning. It's very clear that it's Franz Ferdinand, but it's very different to Do You Want To, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The thing I love about it is it's quintessentially Franz Ferdinand. Oh, I've got that word in quite early this episode. <laughs> but at the same time, it's got a lovely electronic beat running through it as well and some brilliant drums going through it as well, which just make it feel a little bit different. Yeah, certainly, yeah, the electronic thing is much more so than, again, Do You Want To from the first album. Obviously, there's been another three albums in the middle, uh, but none of them quite as electronic as this, I don't think. Actually, maybe one particular number that I'm not going to reveal the name of now because it might just be my further listening track. Oh, mm, That's a teaser right at the start. Suits you. <laughs> Suits you, sir. I really like this song lyrically as well. I think it's very playful. You expect to hear these playful lyrics from from the band, but um, lots of repetition as well. It's almost a it's quite a poetic track. I think this one is. Yeah, I love the pace it has and the kind of relentlessness yeah. to it. Uh, it it sounds great, and I was probably going to say this later on, but whenever I think of Franz Ferdinand, I also think about uh, some producers that we've mentioned many times is the ill-fated studio sessions that Franz Ferdinand had of his Animania. Yes. That never never saw the light of day. Surely they're going to at some point. It'd be nice to hear a little leak, a little snippet. Mm, if you're listening, Brian or Miranda. Or any of the boys from the Or Alex. I bet Alex has got them. Oh yeah, stashed away on a... USB. <laughs> on a stick somewhere. But this is for me. This is the perfect track to start off an album. Yeah, this is a this is the introduction to this new sound that Franz Ferdinand have. This is I keep contradicting myself because I keep saying it's very much Franz Ferdinand sound, but it's very much a new sound as well. And there, and it is both. Um, and this is a fantastic introduction to that. I love this song straight away. It's very instant, isn't it? Mm. And I think all of the singles that that led off this album. It felt like that for me. Yeah. that And that made me... You know, I kind of dipped in and out of Franz Ferdinand over the last couple of albums, but this really made me sit up and think, like, this is something I can get on board with properly, fully, again. Good. Done. <laughs> Next track. Next track. <laughs> and this one, I think, was written especially for you, Will. I don't know what you mean. Track number two is Lazy Boy. <gasps> How dare you? Now that was a real throwback track for me. Yes, a bit more of that sort of um, almost 
sort of jagged, I want to say like jagged uh, songwriting. It's very, it's not smooth. It's not a smooth number. Uh, and that's what you would expect from a Franz Ferdinand throwback. Well, and the way it ends, duh, 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 reminds yeah. me of Take Me Out. Yes, of course, yeah. Do you know what? It's funny that I hadn't realised that's what it reminded me of, but of course it does, yeah. Yeah, it's a very mysterious track as well. When it starts off, it's a little bit a little bit murky almost. Mm. How it's, um, you, you're waiting for it to do something, aren't you? Uh, who is this lazy boy? And why is he so lazy? It's such a shame, isn't it, that whenever someone says, take me out, you now you unfortunately think of that god-awful dating show on ITV. You say god off. I used to watch it every Saturday. I used to absolutely love it. Do you still watch it? No, I haven't done it for a long, long time. It's awful, but... At, at a time, it was it was it was the for some people that'll be their blind date. Now, of course, it's naked attraction. Yeah, it's strange how the world's moved on, hasn't it? I mm. mean, it will always be blind date for me. And you had a Laura Laura laughs watching that, didn't you? Uh, with Scylla, not Paul O'Grady, obviously, because it's back on Channel Five. Of course, though, it is, yeah, isn't it? Do you ever remember the the clip of um, Blind Date where some a reporter gets in? Yes, and Scylla gives the, gives her a ripe um, lambasting on the sofa. Oh. I think that's actually a different film that you've seen. <laughs> but apparently she's very difficult to work with, or she was very difficult to work was with. Was she? Yeah. Well, she was a bit of an icon, wasn't she? And, and to me, growing up, and probably to you as well, obviously we're from different generations, but I'm sure it's a similar <laughs> story. <laughs> I knew, I thought of Silla Black purely as a TV presenter, but she had a huge music career in the, in the 60s, um, worked with the Beatles... Amongst others. Oh, when she was Sheridan Smith. Yes. <laughs> so perhaps she's a bit bitter that she was people like me saw her as a TV host. I am looking forward to when Sheridan Smith covers the blind date years of Silla's life. It's going to be a great film. Very unpleasant individual. Sheridan? No, I think she's, I'd, I'd imagine she's great. a great laugh. Poor, but... poor Graham from Blind Date. <laughs> I mean, he was in a booth, well away from her. Yeah. So... Lazy Boy, great, great track. We love it. It was one of the, was it a, a buzz track? Buzz track, as I yes, love to say. Your, yeah. One of your words of the day, of the, of the series. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. So let's move on to track three now. And we're in album track territory. Paper Cages. Step out, step out of our cages, step out. Big fan of this song. I think production-wise, it's got this. I mentioned before that Lazy Boy starts feeling a little bit murky. This one, I think, has got a very vintage, almost hazy feel. I love how it starts with the chanting and quite a minimal thing, and then it just kind of stumbles into the into bulk of the song. I actually hear a lot of the Beatles in this one. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it could be something from perhaps the White Album or something like that. Um, how about you? I enjoy it. Um and I don't mean any disrespect when I say this, but it's definitely an album track. That's quite disrespectful. It's not a bad thing. We, as we've discussed in previous weeks, yeah, it lacks the punch for me of the first two tracks and what the, some of the tracks we know are still to come as well. Yes. But I think it's a nice 
always ascending is like a massive thump in the face. Lazy Boy is, is equally quite... Um, well, we mentioned before how it ends very suddenly, so you're still in that moment. So it's nice to actually... It's a bit of a breather track, maybe. What a lovely way to put it, mm. rather than filler track. Yeah. Breather track. <laughs> I said right at the start that there was no filler, so I can't go back on my word. I'm, I'm a man of my word, if nothing else. If nothing else, indeed. <laughs> uh, so let's crack into track number four now. Finally. At long last, it's finally. Oh. I found the people who were meant to be found by me. Finally, finally. Yes, yeah, a real crescendo that one, isn't it? Mm. Because it does. It's not. It doesn't go anywhere for the uh, for the other three minutes. But I like the way it just builds and then cuts at the end. Yeah, we mentioned before about uh, paper cages being a bit of a breathing space, maybe. And this certainly starts like that. Well, I remember the first time I heard it, and actually ahead of preparing for this week's episode, I went back to this album for the first time. And I'd given it a bit of a break because I played it to death when it came out. So this song finally started and I thought, oh yeah, this is one of the more stripped back uh, ambient moments. And then of course, yeah, it does kick in later on. But nevertheless, I think another fantastic song. I do think, you know, it took them five years to create this album, but four years to create this album, side project aside. And I think you can tell, I think it's a lot more quality than the last two years. Was it worth the wait? Finally. Well, (laughs) it wouldn't be one of our albums of the year if it wasn't worth the wait. Exactly. You mentioned before how you dipped in and out of the last couple of albums, and it was the same for me. Uh, certainly liked the singles that I heard, didn't really give the album tracks much time, but yeah, this album I think is the quality is the quality bar is set high. And finally, a quite haunting vocals through there. Yes. Um, and what, once you, again, what are you laughing at? Because I, I thought you were going to say, and finally, and then have a final point, but of course the album, <laughs> the track's called finally, so same as um, Always Ascending, there's it's quite the lyrics are quite playful there's a lot of repetition and i think that's uh, a constant theme throughout their work so it's great to see that back again in this one is particularly the word finally 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 i'm here very enjoyable and also perhaps more importantly easy to learn when you want to sing along as you just were doing then actually i was chanting along well you had your wine bottle as your microphone <laughs> like i was down at all bar one. Oh, which are we going there afterwards by the way yeah, well, it is Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. You, you can say that for the whole of December, can't you, about anything? Most things. You've said it, actually, you've tried it a bit too much, but... I'm already in the second week. <laughs> uh, time to move on, I think. Time to move on. And, Dan, I'm going to present you with <laughs> something for... Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> best best in show. <laughs> the Academy Award. Was it Crufts? Yeah. <laughs> Show me the body, these pictures will shock you Love is a drag we don't need anymore We don't need to score Show me the body, 404 Gateway not found, my wife is such a fan Show me the body Show me the body now The Academy Award there, because Mm. I don't think we were clear 
in the introduction what the song title was. No, we're just trying to trying to be clever, trying to outdo each other. Yeah, didn't really work. No, it didn't work, and we're very sorry about that. Yes, consider this our public apology. But if you was to win an Academy Award, which would it be? Best costume. I was going to say that for you actually. You've got very, very jazzy taste. Because um, that could be a backhanded compliment. Oh, I must have said it wrong. Um, <laughs> yes, I'd give you the costume. And what would you give me? Uh, best in show. Best Academy Award title. Supporting role on this podcast. Best supporting actress. <laughs> uh, we're babbling because evidently we haven't got too much to say about this track. It's, yeah, hands in the air. It's probably my least favourite of all of the ones in the album. It's, it's quite... For me, it's not punchy enough, mm. and it has got me looking at the album artwork, which isn't that, isn't anything to write home about. Oh, you're not going to say the catchphrase? The fantastic artwork oh, on this yeah, album, you said it. which isn't anything to write home about. Oh. It basically just says, always ascending uh, in a kind of shadow uh, in a few different colours. I think what's more interesting, if you look at this album on iTunes, is the banner or Apple Music, uh, is the banner on the top, which has got the group themselves, and it looks like they're all ricocheting from being hit or avoiding or moving to avoid something. And one of the group looks like he actually is making contact with the ground in one foot. And Alex, frontman, has got a wonderful leopard print jacket on. Hmm. I mean, we're really clutching at straws for content, aren't we? We're not, not even talking about the album artwork, we're just talking about a photo of them on... I have to say, though, music. Alex is a brilliant frontman for a pop pop group. He's fantastic. Very funny as well. I remember when we went to see... I know you don't remember me being there, but I do remember <laughs> when we went to see them, he was uh, quite the comedian. I think it's quite a Scottish thing, isn't it? Yeah. Katie Tunstall, I've been lucky enough to see her a few times, and she's very funny. I imagine she's not 100% your cup of tea, actually. Katie Tunstall. No, I like some of the stuff from her first album. I think you'd like her third album. Really? She went. She was influenced by Hot Chip and LCD Sound System for that one. And, well, you know me and you know I like both of those groups, mm. so that's worth checking out. Put those straight in your basket. I think we just we need to crack on, don't we? So let's go to track number six now. Lois Lane. <laughs> Very early favourite of mine from this album. It's got a lot of the, again, playful, jerky. Some people use the frame as math rock as a kind of genre, which they put people like Django Django and Franz Ferdinand into. Oh, I'm not familiar, actually. I, I can see what they mean. It's almost uh, one way to explain it. Is I guess it's quite geeky in a way. It works. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, but I particularly love when the synthesizer comes in here, and it's this very mm. uh, kind of quite vintage arcade like sounds um, which is great what's your thoughts on Lois Lane the character the character alright that's the song Terry Hatcher Desperate Housewife well she'd always be Lois Lane for me because I always I grew up with the new Adventures of Superman it used to be on a Saturday morning before Live and Kicking didn't it, it used to be on a Saturday evening before Noel's House Party is there a chance it was on both or am I wrong 
It just might be, again, our ages where... Yes, because it was in black and white when you were. <laughs> it's after a couple of tracks there, it's a ret- back up to form for me. And I really enjoy it. I think it's, again, the electronic beat going through it. Yep. That just kind of relentlessly pounds through it. Um, but yeah, very good. Very good. And I, I just love that they have written this song about Lois Lane and you know, you could change the world, make good choices. That's a great line, kind of great theme running through about making good choices. Um, there's some lyrics of the song that I can't personally relate to, so you might have to kind of open my eyes on this, about the over 30s singles night. Uh, is it as bleak as they make out? Well, I wouldn't know since I haven't been single since I've been oh. in my 30s. I'm happily married. <laughs> So we're going from Lois Lane, great song, and we're going to catch up with a couple of old mates now. And this isn't Jim that I went to see Hurts with, this is someone else completely different that I'm sure Franz Ferdinand don't know. <laughs> so this is Huck and Jim, next track. Bit hard, a bit of a harder edge there, a bit of a rockier edge to that track. Yes, it is. We say that this is kind of a new catchphrase coming in. Certainly an album track. <laughs> um, I, I like the. What I particularly like about this bit, the, the bit I take away from it is the no way oh, the kind of chorus going throughout that, the uh, the chant, if you will. I quite enjoy, not, un, not quite unlike me, but I quite enjoy the guitars and the drums. I think because it's a nice change. Yeah, and I like I like that they've built this track around these characters, as with Lois Lane before it. You know, there are tracks of theirs, Always Ascending, which is more, you know, a kind of, if you like, a, a standard track talking about a feeling rather than a person. Uh, this is a this is a story in itself, and. This, a bit of more detail around the story around that track is it was written um, about the state of the US healthcare service. Oh, educational and entertaining. entertaining. With Hawk and Jim as well, it's a very, the production does seem very different. As you said, it's got that hard edge to it as opposed to some of the dancing numbers. Uh, this sounds like, a, seems like a perfect time to talk about the producers of the album. So the album is produced by Philippe Zah. Did you say I'm saying that right? Yes. Uh, a member of Cassius, the French duo, who I'm very ashamed to say I'm not too familiar with, but I believe, Will, you are. So Cassius, uh, a great well partnership, because it's Zar and Boom Bass. Um, was that his given name at birth? Boom Bass. Probably. Mm, yeah, I, I, I think so, in fact. Oh. In fact, I'm almost certain. You seem quite confident about this. <laughs> So they um largely specialising in more electronic tracks. I think you would probably know Dan Feeling For You from 1999. No, not off the top of my head. And I'll play it to you in a minute, not on the podcast because it's not for... That seems a bit unfair to the listeners. <laughs> uh, but yeah, largely a more electronic dance group. 
quite experimental with a lot of what they did. So an interesting departure for them to work with France. I think, I yeah. guess, a chance for them to broaden their horizons as much as vice versa. Well, yes, exactly. It's nice that they're both experimenting. Track eight now. And we'll go into a bit more detail later, but this is one of the songs that, upon listening to this album a few months after the release, has actually become one of my favourites. So let's have a little listen. That's lovely. <laughs> Glimpse of Love there, for me, probably one of my better tracks on the album. Yeah, and was it one of yours from the off? Yeah, one of your favourites? I think because it sounded... It's a Franz Ferdinand song. You can hear it in the repetitiveness, in the beat. Again, for me, not an instant hit, but really love it now. I don't know why. I think the reason why I didn't like it so much at the beginning is because the next song is my favourite on the album so maybe I was always waiting for that however upon more recent listens what it's really opened my eyes up to is that I remember when Franz Ferdinand first came out uh, this was around the time this was 2004 I think and this is around the time when Duran Duran sorry to bring them up they are my favourite band ever but it, it, it ties in nicely they were had a huge resurgence in the interest of Duran Duran and kind of a newfound respect by the record industry and a lot of bands were being likened to sounding like Duran Duran. So The Killers, for example, was a big one. And Franz Ferdinand were one of those. And I didn't really get it. I, I liked Franz Ferdinand. I liked Duran Duran. I couldn't see the lightness. And if I could, it was only kind of so, so minute. But this song, I think, particularly this moment when the synth really kicks in, the guitar is very, it's got a real funk kind of scratchiness to it. This sounds like to me like a, a Duran Duran demo from one of the first three albums. Probably the maybe more likely to be a second or third album. So yeah, for that reason, and the fact that it's a fantastic song, I absolutely love this one. And I can hear that in it, but I think it's, for me, it's more the roots and how authentically Franz Ferdinand it also is. Mm. Um, and everyone remembers that first album, like Take Me Out, when that first came out. I can remember hearing that. Yeah. You know, in in the in the pubs and clubs, and everybody loved that song. Yeah, I remember I got that first album for for my birthday for my eighteenth, I think it was, and it's one of the first. I liked pop pop music for a long time. It's one of the first sort of rockier bands that I really got into. I got I got that and Morrissey from my mum, uh, amongst other things, of course, that year. And uh, Link's gift set. <laughs> she saved that for Christmas, and yeah. So it's, uh, I guess it's thanks to her. Thanks, Mum, for getting me into Franz Ferdinand. Thank you very much indeed. So I think we're both looking forward to this next track, and yeah. I'm going to say it right now. This is my favourite. This is definitely, potentially my favourite Franz Ferdinand song ever. And we're only going to hear 30 seconds, but I just urge anybody that hasn't listened to all 4 minutes 46 to do so. And don't listen to the edited version. Yes. (laughs) 
you know, my favourite part of that song is the last minute and a half. Yes. Pure instrumental. A little bit of a false ending there, which is always a treat. Um, Beware of false bottoms. <laughs> but I can listen to that for another three <clears throat> minutes, just just continuing like that. Such is the quality of the production there. Yeah, and I think we mentioned that. I can't remember the exact episode now, but there's an episode with perhaps New Order, actually, where we were talking about an instrumental outro that yeah, you could just go on for a few more minutes. It was New Order talking about the complete music uh, editions of the tracks. I'd love to hear an Ascending Always edition of this album, actually. Oh, what a great idea. For anyone who didn't listen to the episode, do go back to it, but that was where New Order extended all of the tracks from the album, and it was fantastic. Um, For Other Love Go, we both said it before, a favourite of ours. For me, this is very Roxy music, it's quite... I hear a bit of LCD sound system in here. And it's also very Franz Ferdinand. What a mix. What a great mix. What a great mix. And to think that that was edited down for a single release... I know. ...is almost not quite as bad, but almost as bad as as editing Untouchable by Girls Aloud down for a single yeah. release. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes an, a track is a certain length because that's what's right. And this should be 4 minutes 46. It's like an edited version of Bohemian Rhapsody. You, they wouldn't do it. It wouldn't work. But yeah, I, we saw that live. I think it lived up to expectations. It was fantastic. Well, if anything, live, they did go beyond 4 minutes 46. Yes, it? and rightfully so. Um, and and it was one it. of the final tracks of the night as well. Yeah. Which and it is is designed to be that track that will yeah. bring the house down at the end of the night. It's a party. Yes. So, we've come to the last track of this album. This is track ten. Yes, already. Slow, don't kill me slow. So this is going to be a banger then. <laughs> Get your glow sticks out. Don't take it slow when you put. On that hands That black velvet can Well this is that Long due occasion You can wear it at Don't send this invite back So that was Slow Don't Kill Me Slow Quite a low-key end to the album, Dan. Again, I think this is one of the ones where the lyrics come to life, as opposed to the previous track, where it is more about the feeling of the song, the, this real upbeat party thing going on. Uh, this is, yeah, again, very poetic. I, the whole, even the title, Slow Don't Kill Me Slow, in itself, I think lends itself to a more, more of a, a thinking track than a dancing track. And while, if this appeared in the middle of the album, I might not speak so highly of it. I think as a closer, it's a nice, mm. nice uh, last, final bookend to this always ascending chapter of the bands. And the album as a whole, it's it's great to have them back this year. Great they've come back with such a strong album. Yeah, so strong and live. It sounded fantastic. It worked really well with the other tracks. I think we both agreed. It was a fantastic set list. Now, of course, five albums in, they've just so much to cram in there well it's a real selection box isn't it now that they can <laughs> they can pick from and no bounties inside <laughs> quite it was interesting i think when we went to see them the album was quite new still yeah so obviously the audience weren't as familiar 
with this as yeah. some of the other tracks. And I think with bands like Franz Ferdinand or loads of bands, we went, I think, really enjoying the new album and looking forward to hearing those tracks. There was certainly a portion of the audience there that were looking forward to simply hearing Take Me Out and Dark with the Matinee. And every band has got fans who just want to hear Hit, Hit, Hit. And that wasn't what it was that we wanted to hear the whole thing. Is that right or wrong, in your opinion? There's probably no right or wrong, but I'd say it was wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, as a fan of, you know, a lot of the bands that I like, I could think of nothing worse than going to see them live and just hearing the same set list every time. With Franz Ferdinand, this album, the new album, sounded great. A band I love, you know, said it earlier on the episode, Duran Duran, my favorite band ever. They're currently working on their fifteenth studio album. If they wanted to, they could go out and just tour the hits nonstop forever until they died but when I go and hear them live I'm looking forward to hearing the new songs I'm looking forward to hearing some of the older rarer songs and of course it's nice to hear the hits as well and saying that you know we went to see New Order just a couple of weeks ago yeah and they have got such a back catalogue now and 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 a reasonably recent album behind them but they again they surprise with a set that maybe didn't include everything you were expecting but including some things that you haven't heard in a while. Uh, and it was brilliant. It was, that was one of the gigs of the year, definitely. Yeah, and I think as well, I don't know about you, I heard some songs, some of the older album tracks that I didn't, I'd heard, you know, I'd maybe heard once years and years and years ago. It's songs that I didn't know the name of. Well, yeah, and that I'm dipping back into now yeah. as a result of it. And, and Glory B for that. Yes. Speaking of Glory B, let's have some further listening. Yes. Um, so further listening where we choose a couple more tracks from the artist in question. We decided with Franz Ferdinand... I think we're just going to go for it, aren't we? To heck with it. Let's just choose one of our favourite tracks. Now, for me, I'm going with an album track. Um, Obviously, there are some incredible hits that we could talk about, but I wanted to hopefully share something with you that you haven't heard before. Certainly from one of the albums that didn't do as well commercially as other ones. Um, So my... Further listening track is Lucid Dreams. Lucid Dreams from the Tonight Franz Ferdinand album, their third studio album. Again, obviously, we can only put in for various legal reasons. We're going to put in 30 seconds of the track. It's hard to do that track justice in a 30-second clip because there's so many different elements to it yeah. across eight, eight minutes almost. I actually feel like of all the tracks, certainly of all the tracks we played on this episode, it's going to be the hardest one to be out. So, listener, again, as we've mentioned earlier... I urge you go and put this song on because it is uh, it's a journey actually. Oh, it's wonderful. I mean, it's not for me at the start, but then the second half is much more my cup of tea. Yes, and I think it's for me when I heard certainly the outro to "Feel the Love Go," which kind of shares some similar qualities, doesn't it? This huge track that then just goes into an instrumental. I think maybe the seed was sown with this track when they wrote the the opening part, which is quite a standard. Franz Ferdinand's song leaning towards the rocky mm. side of things and then it just gradually merges into this electronic sort of quite minimal quite dubby uh, number oh and it does what it's called as well it does sound like a very lucid dream yes 
and it does there's so much going on there that does sound at one point literally like someone is banging a kitchen sink yes you also said uh, during it which I quite liked um, to sort of strengthen the point that it is a, a bit the, a bit of a Duran Duran element to the early mm. part of the song um, but then how different could you be in the second half of the song yeah so Will I'd love to know your your further listening track well funnily enough at, when we don't coordinate this I'm actually on the same album so I'm on tonight oh. Franz Ferdinand um, and it's a it's a classic it's vintage Franz Ferdinand for me I've gone with No You Girls All about the chorus in that song. Yeah, and it's a very, very Franz Ferdinand chorus, isn't it? Uh, I just remember not to go bang on about the the Franz Ferdinand gig we went to earlier in the year, but that, although that's on one of the later albums, I say later, still two thousand and nine. Uh, it's one that the audience chant along and bang along the chorus to. Uh, it's a it's a great song. Yes, it really is. And likewise, I think the third album maybe lost a few fans, probably because of things like um, Lucy Dreams, where it was a bit more experimental, and certainly the lead single, which I think was uh, Ulysses, Ulysses. Um, I think didn't quite capture the whole audience, but Know You Girls is, and I'm going to say it, quintessentially Franz Ferdinand. Um, yeah, it's got that catchy chorus. And it, Again, I didn't think I'd mention this band in this episode so much, but I said before about when I didn't get the Duran Duran references, particularly for the first album, but I do remember this song when it first came out, thinking, oh, I can start to hear those those Duran Duran things now. Uh, maybe it's because of the... Lyrically, they're talking about girls and um, lines about cigarettes. It all sounds very 80s and Duran duran mm. But also, musically, the bass, particularly um, the guitar work I can hear a lot of Duran Duran in that one I think um, it's a great song I'm sure if you spoke to the boys they would cite Duran Duran as an influence as well I'd be yeah. very surprised if they didn't I, th- I well, think they might not but I'd be very surprised if they didn't well that's guys if you're listening do yes, get no. in touch at move to trash UK we're out of time oh, we're, S- we're absolutely exhausted shattered well it's, it's all it's all going in December, isn't it? It's party, party, party. Yeah. You're off to one now. I, Dan, can you give us a little hint on what our final top pick of the year is going to be? Certainly. So this is the third album from a another Scottish band, actually. This album was released quite early in the year. We saw them live at Printworks. For one Which of the was first... a spectacular venue. It really was. And one of the first gigs proper there. To say anything more would be to give it away. Would be to give it away. Uh, but please do continue to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, search, search trash track by track to find it a little bit easier. Oh, yeah. top tip there. Yeah. Let us know what you think about our, our picks of the year and also what you think about Friends Ferdinand at Moose Trash UK hashtag track by track. So until next time, I've been Hook, and I've been Jim. 
not Jim that I went to the Hertzig with, but Jim from Hook and Jim. Anyway, goodbye. See you next time. Bye.